in terms of the feed space requirement and it's a really important one to to get right and it's a useful exercise to actually physically take out the uh, the, the, the measuring tape and get someone with you to, to actually measure the feed space and, and not just to assume that you have enough you know all yours must be comfortably able to eat meal together uh, very often we find when people maybe six or eight weeks out from lambing with the legs of triple bearing yours when they start feeding, it appears that they have loads of space, but it's not any smaller those yours are getting from there on in. Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch, and welcome to Obicast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring less insights, advice, and technical updates for the sheep industry. In this episode, we hear extracts from a recent Let's Talk Sheep webinar, where sheep specialist Damon Kossoff spoke about key management advice for ad housing this winter. Damon covers various aspects from some of the challenges faced this year to managing condition to practical advice at housing. Now at the end, we also hear from Damien responding to some of the audience questions on the topic. We hear first from Damien, who sets the scene. There's no need to remind anybody, uh, 2023 has been a particularly difficult year on sheep. Um, the, the, the story of the year has been rainfall. Um, I saw some figures recently there that here in Nathan Rye. Uh, in July, there was 254% of the normal rainfall, and it was uh, 100%. 119 uh, percent for for August, so there was a huge amount of, of rainfall in the in the second half of the year. Uh, this led to lower grass dry matter. Um, you know, sheep were were consuming uh, grass that was was uh, you know only 12 or 13 percent dry matter. Um, this, I suppose, in turn, as everybody knows, led to to poor enough and challenging lamb thrive. Um, and I suppose the knock on to that was that uh, people found themselves coming up to mating time. Uh, which was in less than ideal body condition or certainly less than they would uh, have been in previous years. Uh, and then, I suppose, coming into the autumn, I suppose grass supply uh, appeared to be as normal, but uh, what people were finding that it was disappearing quite quick. Um, and, you know, people's grass supplies d- uh, dwindled uh, maybe earlier than expected. And again, this was in part due to kind of the very poor underfoot conditions uh, leading to, to poor utilisation. Um I suppose just as an introduction um, in terms of body condition score, uh, when we talk about body condition score and measuring body condition score, we're talking about a scale of 1 to 5, um, with the score of, of 3 to 3.5 uh, being being the ideal um, at this time of year. Um, really, as we always say, I suppose it's not about getting uh, so hung up uh, on uh, whether a, a yo is at 3 or 3.25 or 3.5. Uh, the key thing is that you're able to maybe pick out uh, what yo's are 10. So even if you put it on a scale of, of 10 uh, fit and, and fat, where uh, you're, you're hoping that most of your yo's are in, in the in the fit category, um, you know, but it, that involves putting your hand through the wool and, and uh, handling handling each sheep to pick out those 10 yo's you want to by just visually uh, looking at them. Just to recap um, on, on a, a few of the targets, I suppose, we set out in terms of a, a body condition score. Um, the idea would be that uh, you, you build up the O's um, to a body condition score of 3.5. That, that's the target average. Uh, and again, keeping the range as tight as possible so that you've addressed the, the issues of the thinner yaws, um in the 10 or 12 weeks prior to mating. <laughs> Uh, in order to get them as 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 high a proportion as possible of the O's uh, at or, or near enough to target, um, you'd like to think that you'd have you'd have few enough yaws under three. And again, look at it as the the season uh, p- progresses right up to scanning. Uh, the idea would be that you'd maintain you'd maintain that body condition insofar as possible. Um, and again, addressing any issues you'd have with with outliers or that. 
at this stage, though, it's not too late. Um, you know, it's good management practice to maybe separate out the thin yews uh, from the group, as I say, uh, p- picking out the thinner ones and giving them prefer- preferential treatment. Uh, so what are the options? Um, you know, they can be uh, put put into the shed um, on, on silage uh, and maybe a small uh, bit of concentrates if the if the silage quality is 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 not what you'd like it to be. Uh, other people will take the option of having them outdoors and maybe supplementing them with a, a bale outside. Again, important that you ensure that you're cross compliant um, if you're if you're feeding uh, outdoors to the oars. But the important thing is that they're they're separated out and they're, they're treated and they're given preferential treatment. And some some of you uh, on tonight might say, you know, where's he going with concentrates this early? We're only talking about the thin yews at this stage. You're, you're picking out the, the, the small percentage of yews, hopefully, in the flock that, that's thin. And you're, you're not overfeeding them. Um, you're feeding maybe three to 500 grams uh, per head per day, along with uh, fairly good quality silage or as good a quality silage as you have. And if you're if you're if you're doing this maybe for forty to fifty days um, up to the time of scanning, um, you're talking about uh, in the region of five to eight euros per head. So it's not a massive cost, and it, it the benefit of it the benefit of it will be if you can build a little bit of body condition that they're not uh, lambing down in in very poor condition. Um, you know, again, as we know, the knock on effect if if you have yours if you have a high proportion of yours that lamb down in poor body condition. Um, you'll have very poor milk yield. Um, you'll have poor mothering ability. You'll have lots of lots of lots of headaches and and lots of of, of problems. Um, if the weather is particularly poor, uh, probably the preferred option is is indoors because uh, they're not using up energy to more or less keep themselves warm and that. So it's easier to put on a bit of body condition in house jaws. Um, again, uh, this year it's no secret that uh, the the availability of straw um, is 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 tight, um, and and the cost of it, if, even if you can get it, the cost the the cost of it is is, is high as well. So, uh, the people will be tempted maybe to delay housing um, as a result of this, and uh, maybe they, they have some straw or they're, they're trying to make a stretch or whatever. Um, so again. In this situation, I suppose you must prioritise what yours you have to to house first. If you're going for a, a sort of a gradual approach to to housing, I don't think the solution is to say, "Look, I'm not going housing, or I'm keeping them out a month longer and and not doing anything any different." Um, and a, an absolute no-no, I suppose, is regrazing fields that you've already closed up for spring grass. Um, you know that grass will be far more valuable to you in the springtime, and don't be tempted um, to use that uh, in order to keep the the yours out a bit longer. So where I suppose there's where housing capacity maybe is can be an issue as well, but also where there's maybe limited straw. Um, the first priority in terms of housing would be the thin yews because if you leave them outside with the main group, it's it's only thinner they will get. Um, secondly, maybe you'd be looking at older yews; they're maybe more likely to have teeth issues uh, where they, they would suffer a dip in body condition as a result. Uh, when we get as far as scanning, then I suppose maybe the next batch uh, you would be housing would be maybe the triplet bearing yews because pretty much fairly soon after scanning, you'll be introducing uh, concentrate uh, supplementation to those yews uh, in order to meet their, their energy demands in the run up to lambing. And again, if you've done your rattling uh, fairly fairly successfully post scanning, maybe you can look at the the, the first colour, whether let's say it was yellow, that you can you can house the the yellow yews. So that's maybe some maybe just an example of how you might. Uh, stagger the housing um, in, in, in that fashion. Uh, again, down at the bottom of the page, there's a t- table there from the Department of Agriculture as a guideline uh, to the, 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 the straw requirement uh, per 100 days. 
Um, you can see that I suppose it's it's a it's a, it's a good bit less. I suppose if you're feeding um, hay or haylage uh, type, um, and again, I suppose if you're if you're trying to make best use of the the available straw, if you're if you're under uh, the amount you you need. Uh, the other important thing to bear in mind, I suppose, um, that your your sheep housing is well ventilated. Um, if you have a poorly ventilated building, you'll find it uh, difficult to uh, to keep that bedding dry uh, because there's a damp atmosphere in the shed and there's uh, health issues, I suppose, alongside that as well. Uh, important, I suppose, to try and get the uh, what, as your as you're housing your groups of sheep, you can get them as dry as, as possible. Get the fleece as dry. If you house very wet sheep, um, you know you, you, your your first bedding will will uh, will, will go fairly quick. Um, again, some people um, use um, lime, particularly along the barriers, uh, just before your bed. You know, other people are using putting putting sawdust underneath, um, and uh, it's it's. Uh, it, it's 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 a it's it's it can be a help I suppose in terms of, of stretching the the straw uh, that that's available. So I suppose moving on then maybe to talk a little bit um, about sheep housing um, and what are the key challenges we're we're coming across um, in in sheep housing. Um, firstly, I suppose um, overcrowded pens, um, and in particular in a straw bedded situation. Uh, you you will you'll struggle to keep the um, the bedding uh, into them. Uh, you'll struggle to keep the bedding clean. Uh, it also, I suppose, encourages bullying. Uh, the more dominant sheep in the pen will will tend to uh, be, be be bully the the, the lighter yaws. So again, in this situation, the the thinner yaws are, are are getting thinner, and they're not certainly putting on uh, body condition. Um, the second thing I suppose that's important to, to examine, and we'll talk about the actual, um, the, the actual, uh, the, the 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 recommended um, feed space and floor space, but uh, not enough feed space. Um, the yaws that are are not are less inclined to compete for feed will suffer where there isn't enough of feed space. And again, the the stronger yaws and the more dominant yaws will will will, will get there first. And again, the knock-on effect to this is that um, you you can have issues uh, such as prolapse uh, and also the uh, the metabolic diseases such as uh, twin lamb disease and, and and milk fever can be an issue because just the yaw the if there's lack of feed space, all yaws are not getting a fair a fair crack at it. Um, again, I mentioned already uh, in terms of in terms of issues with, with sheep housing. Um, if you have poor ventilation um, in the shed, you'll have a sort of a, a constant damp atmosphere there, and again, you're using more straw as a result. And as I already mentioned as well, there's associated health issues with with poorly ventilated buildings, and that there isn't the airflow to take um, harmful pathogens out of the out of the environment. Uh, other issues um, is maybe insufficient uh, feed space for forage. Um, it's important that you have a system in place that you can get constant access to uh, to, to the forage that you're feeding, and there's the front of them all the time. You're not allowing them to, uh, to run out of it. Uh, other issues with water, all very well having water trucks in each pen, but uh, are they cleaned out uh, regularly? Uh, because they do, they do get dirty, and you know it's something to keep a check on, particularly in the later stages of pregnancy when yours are up on a high level of uh, concentrate feed, and um, they they have a, a, high, a very high demand for water. Uh, in slatted pens, um, I suppose again sometimes it can be a challenge uh, keeping the the, the slatted areas uh, clean. 
uh, again, depending on the, the forage that they're eating, um, if it's precision chop silage, uh, less of the material will be pulled in. We know, though, that on a lot of sheep farms, it's uh, bale silage that's 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 being fed in sheds. So again, regular cleaning out of of any material that's pulled in at the at the at the feed face um, is a big help in terms of keeping this clean. And uh, look, at I know it's a chore, but um, it is worth doing uh, before it gets an, a chance to to block up the slats. Again, uh, there's uh, we'll we'll have a look in a second at the recommendations. Uh, there's there's slightly less for uh, slatted floors versus uh, straw bedded floors, but important to check the the floor space. It's a good. A good, a good, a good idea. Um, so these are are the based on the Department of Agriculture S one four six spec. Um, the 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 minimum floor space requirements. So this is the 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 floor area they they require. Um, the the large body jaws, the eighty five ninety kg jaws, they require one point two meters squared. Uh, per head on slats um, on the bedded, uh, the straw bedded area, they, they, they require 1.4. And you can see down along the, the, the medium sized jaw are, are slightly less requirements for that. Again, these are minimum requirements. There's nothing wrong with having a little bit of extra floor space. Um, some people often ask us, what about if we keep the lambs, the oars and lambs in after lambing? Um, if you oar a single lamb, you add 30% onto the, the figures above on the, on the table above. And if it's a yaw that's rearing twins, um, it's sixty percent uh, over over the above. Um, if you have, if you're in the practice on your farm of winter shearing, um, you you they they, they require fifteen to twenty percent less floor space because of the fact that they're they're shorn just on the point of housing or just just after being housed. In terms of the feed space requirement, and it's a really important one to 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 get right, and it's a useful exercise to actually physically take out the uh, the, the the measuring tape and get someone with you to, to actually measure the feed feed space, and and not just to assume that you have enough. Um, you know, all yours must be comfortably able to eat meal together. Uh, very often, we find when people maybe six or eight weeks out from lambing with the likes of triplet bearing yours. When they start feeding, it appears that they have loads of space, but it's not any smaller those yews are getting from there on in. Um, it's, you know, they, they, they will be getting bulkier. So again, for the large frame jaw, for meal feeding, you're talking about 600 millimetres per head is the, is the recommended allocation. And uh, it's important to check that. Um, um, it is important to take account where you have um, walked through feed trucks that at the corners, there's going to be about 600 millimetres uh, blanked off. Say, if there's yours feeding across the, the front face, they will blank off the first space or two in the in the walkthrough truck. So uh, what we do in calculating the, the total feed, feed space available is to take off 600 millimetres per corner um, when you're when you're feeding on two sides of the pin. And it's if you have a three-sided feed, you're, you're taking another 600 for the other corner. Uh, some people ask us then, I suppose, in terms of uh, sheep that are outwintered, um, again, three to 500 millimetres of track space per yaw. That's assuming that you're, uh, they, they, they have access to feed on both sides of, of, of trucks in a field. So, again, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really important. And again, as I mentioned earlier on, uh, you know, the feeding space is really important from the point of view of meta metabolic diseases and also incidences of prolapse uh, as well. Uh, just in terms, I suppose, of the the, the, the management uh, at housing, um, 
you know, it's important, and you know, most people have done this already. It's important that your your sheep housing is has been cleaned out well in advance. Um, you've done any power washing or disinfecting or whatever you want to do. Um, lots of people will put down a, a covering of lime as well on the on the floor before the the bedding. So, having the shed having the shed ready um, in in good time, and and also having it allowed it to to dry out properly um, is is uh, is really good practice. Um, I mentioned already the risks with with housing uh, sheep with with wet fleeces, um, along with I suppose the fact that the, the 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 bedding won't last too long. You know there are other risks in terms of uh, pneumonia uh, or those type of uh, of things. So it is in so far as possible I suppose you can if you can have sheep reasonably dry uh, when they're housed. Um, it's it's easier said than done I suppose with the, the weather we've been getting. Um, really important, I suppose, that you address any lameness issues uh, before uh, before you house sheep. Um, all yours should be uh, put 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 through the footpath uh, before housing. And again, it's important where possible. Do not house lame sheep uh, because if you just turn in lame sheep, particularly if it's a, a infectious uh, lameness such as foot rot, it will just go through the shed. It'll it'll spread rapidly inside. So. Pick out the lame yaws at that stage. Uh, treat them appropriately. Again, on veterinary advice, if you need to use an antibiotic uh, for for, uh, for for certain infections, uh, and wait until the infection is fully cleared up before you house them. If you're in a situation where you must house them, um, separate them out and at least put them um, in a pen of their own so that they're not they're not spreading it throughout the flock. The worst case scenario, I suppose, you can have is if you have. A couple of lame sheep in every pen in the shed, uh, they have a great chance of, of spreading it. Again, when we uh, talk about uh, penning yours and dividing them up, um, as, as mentioned earlier at the start, um, you certainly be taking out the, the yours in, in poorer body condition um, and, and uh, putting them, maybe housing them first and getting them on a, a fairly good, uh, as the best quality silage, I suppose, is available. And if, if, if it's required, uh, a little bit of additional concentrates. Uh, after scanning, uh, we, we'll be grouping them, obviously, uh, based on litter size. And again, if you've done your addling, as, 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 as mentioned earlier, um, you know, the, the later lambing yaws can be, can be penned separately, or even if you're delaying the housing for some of them, that you, they can be, maybe remain outdoors for a, for a, for a couple of weeks longer. Um, again, uh, from a practical point of view, um, Sometimes uh, we, 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 that seems like an awful lot of pens in a shed. But for example, if you if you have um, if you have a group of triplets, um, you may pick out the the, the twins that are in uh, a little bit behind in terms of body condition, and they can be put put in with the triplets because they can be they, they certainly can be put on a they be put on a higher uh, feeding regime, and you'd be starting feeding them that little bit longer. Again. Um, Using adequate straw, uh, I know, as I said, the availability never of it, but you know, it's it's still uh, not good practice to skimp on it in terms of keeping the the environment clean, and um, very often, uh, as I say, using the likes of lime, uh, especially long uh, feed barriers, uh, can be a help in keeping the the environment drier. You cover a lot of practical elements of it. Ready? Look, something we talk about the whole time feed space. You brought it up again there. It's probably fair to say at the moment, like. If we looked at our pens and we say that's 600 mils for them large yields, it looks a lot. But in reality, you know, you have to count for what they are going to be in them final couple of weeks. It, it's one of the kind of pitfalls we see commonly. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, as I said, it is a, a, a very a very useful exercise. I mean, uh, sometimes you, you, you'd, be, you'd be inclined to say, 
well, I always put 20 euros in that pen or I always, you know, and even within a shed, sometimes the whatever d- design features, even taking the walkthrough, uh, it's maybe... It's 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 the, it's all in in one bay of the shed, for example. It makes the it makes one bay of the shed uh, that few feet uh, smaller. So it is good practice to 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 take it to 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 to, um, to measure it out. And you know there are other options. It's it's sometimes getting the balance between the floor space and the feed space um, is a challenge. But you know it can be as simple maybe as a, a simple sort of a hang on trough um, on the the other side of the pen that you can you can feed two sides and you can get around to put a bit. And you know that that little hang on trough that will feed uh, three or four yards can make all the difference from it being a. Uh, put, putting 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 sheep under under serious pressure versus kind of a, they can all comfortably eat and as, as just as you as you rightly said the uh, when it, when you start feeding maybe six or eight weeks out from lambing it it all looks rosy and it looks like there's loads of space and that, that there's there's never going to be a problem but as you say they're getting much bulkier as you you get nearer to lambing and it's it's then the issues can arise it, it can change look it's something I'm sure we'll come back to then look you mentioned lameness. We've looked at a winter where a lot of yews would have went in nearly up, maybe bedding is a bit tighter. Could you maybe just offer me a couple of your key tips on keeping lameness at bay? Yeah, um, absolutely. Look, at as you said, it's it's, it's probably a year where the, the, maybe sheep will be possibly in for that bit longer. Um, again, uh, going through the sheep um, before you house them, uh, making sure that... Um, you, you treat appropriately, uh, se- separate out the lame sheep, treat them appropriately. Um, foot bath, again, as a preventative method, uh, the, the remainder of the flock, uh, pre-housing. Um, you know, you you're, 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 you need, you may need to, for, for the clinical cases, you may need to chat to your vet to get the appropriate antibiotic. Um, and don't introduce them in with other sheep until they're fully cleared up. Um, if you must house them, as I mentioned earlier on, maybe to house them in a separate pen of their own. Um the other thing, I suppose, sometimes people ask the question about um, footpathing ju- during the housing period. Uh, look, you'll have, you'll have yours out a couple of times, maybe into the handling yard. Um, there's no problem in footpathing yours um, in the in the late pregnancy period. But once it's done in a in a careful way, you're not you're not running them around the yard or anything like that. So, for once, true care is taken, and there's no obvious obstacles that are that are that ran through uh, tight gaps or that. Um, you know, and it, it is a good idea to do them if you have them out for their their clostridial uh, booster. Um, you know, to put them through the the footpath at that stage uh, will will help them. Uh, you know, maintain the. It, it's a preventative, I suppose, as, as much as anything. But um, yeah, those are the few things I think here. Uh, lime is useful, I suppose, um, from the point of view um, of of keeping the bedding dry, um, and particularly in areas that are. Uh, along the feed face where they, they spend a lot of their time uh, in particular concentrating on those areas but um it's it's a big help and maybe our own drinkers and that so it keeps the it keeps the the, the atmosphere dry and it's it's less conducive to to, to lameness and the spread of lameness no i think you're 100 look at treatment support and look at the very basics there segregate and reduce nervous or other infection you put them use in a separate pen you're, you're starting to cut down that challenge yeah absolutely yeah Look, prolapse is one of the issues we see in farms. Maybe, Damien, I might ask you just coming on from a point of view of, you know, housing management, feed space. Yeah, again, look at as I say, the the um, the, the, the the pen space. Um, as as far as we can see from situations we're coming across on the farm, it's it's one of the it's one of the main things you can attribute to to, to, to prolapse. And 
Um, we mentioned it earlier on, I suppose, that when you start to feed concentrates, it, it may appear that there's lots of space and that they've, they've, they've loads of room and there's, there's no big issue. As I said earlier on, uh, check, the, check, check each pen to see that that they have adequate and 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 make make the, make the make the adjustments. And I suppose just the other comment you'd have, Karen, is um, you know where you're feeding on maybe two sides of the pen. Um, it's important that you can um, you know distribute that meal in a fairly a fairly lively fashion that you're you're not um, you're not maybe going all along the front barrier and then starting going up and down the the, the middle. Various trees, each each group of sheep as a, as a separate group, and get get the meal out to them as as uh, as as lively as you, you possibly can, um, you know. So it's it's uh, it's it is it is certainly a, a big factor to me. Do you look on? You touched on straw being scarce this year. It's a commodity we know. The use of alternatives on a consciousness it depends on where you are and how available they are. But the like use and sod is maybe incorporated in with the bed. Is that a viable option? To try and stretch out the bedding this year as an alternative. Uh, look, possibly. I mean, uh, there has been work done before looking at um, looking at alternative beddings. Um, you know, the, the, in 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 short, I suppose cleanliness was an issue with with the alternatives. Really, um, that it was difficult to replace straw. Uh, what you mentioned there maybe is a possibility in terms of stretching out. Uh, a straw but it won't be a full replacement for for straw. That it, it may be getting a, a bit of sawdust down as 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 uh, on, the, on the ground uh, as uh, as, as a, so, a soakage and uh, uh, getting getting a bit of straw on top as well. Again, we mentioned liming earlier on. That can be a you know, that can be a big help in terms of of keeping your your bedding drier and as as mentioned earlier, the the, the things like um, making sure your ventilation is 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 is, is right. And um, if you have um, I suppose drier uh, or higher dry matter uh, piece stuff available. Uh, maybe you're opting for that as as opposed to wet beds of silage in terms of keeping the the straight, you using less straw if if it's in scarce supply. Okay, just a quick comment, Damien. Look, you always need to build up a bed and you know build up a bacteria getting that clean there pre laminate How close would you go to pre laminate for cleaning that out? I'd be if you if you had to, and it is an issue again. If 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 uh, the the bedding is building up, um, I'd be going a month uh, a month pre laminate if you could to to give yourself a chance to have a um, have it re re lined and re bedded again, and that it's 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 settled that you're you're, uh, you're, you're it's keeping your that, big, that bit of a barrier there again barrier between between the infection, yeah. We'll leave it there for this week's episode. A full recording of that Let's Talk Sheep webinar will be available on the Chocolate Sheep YouTube channel. That's it for me for this episode for Update Summer Sheep Programme. Keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chocolate Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us for more episodes.